Hello, and welcome to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. And now, here are some thoughts from our dad, Brad McClure. Well, hello, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. I'm so glad you chose to join us once again this week, and this week, as always, but right now, it just feels like the most. I'm super excited to be teaching this Bible study today on the podcast, talking about David, as I've been talking about and enjoying it. And today I'm going to share with you a principle that I love about David. I'm going to share with you two things in this passage that frustrate me. I mean, they had me in my reading this morning, just so frustrated. And then a surprise, but God statement. Now, if you've been following the podcast, you know, I did a whole series in Sunday school about the, but God statements. God's answer to Satan's challenges. And somehow I overlooked a but God statement in the life of David, my favorite character. And so as I was just reading my devotions this morning, I came to it and it's like I backed up and I said, wait, that said but God. Took my highlighter out, highlighted it. I'm like, why didn't I teach on that one? So today I will get to it at the end. But first, I hope that you were able to listen to the sermon I preached about David on Sunday at our church. If not, it is on YouTube. It's on our Pulp to Pew uh, Facebook page, and it's on YouTube at Faith Baptist Church of Cunot. And I I really, and I will put on the newsletter as well. If you follow the newsletter, go to bradmcclure.org and sign up there for the newsletter. And uh, it was on the newsletter this last week. But I was preaching about David his thoughts when he was alone, afraid and ashamed in the cave. And what when he came out of that cave, he was no longer alone. He was full of faith and he had seen revival. And I talked about that in the message. And I, it was a message that, that um, had been just marinating in my heart. And I shared it with our church. And I hope that you got a chance to listen to it. If not, then you say, well, I already heard you talk recently about singing in the cave and being alone in the cave. It's totally, it's, it's everything put together and more. And so I hope that you will, you'll listen to that. All right. I'm in chapter 23 today. And if I backed up, it's still following a little bit after David comes out of that cave and David takes his 400 men that there's a great story in that, but his 400 men and he's, the men remember that they were full of debt and dis- distress and discontentment. And he had his parents, his family. He takes his family, goes to Moab. He's got some family there because that's where Ruth was, who's his what, great-grandma. And he, he gets to make sure that they're protected. And he takes his 400 men and he kind of heads out. And then the story kind of takes a, a shift in the picture to Saul. And Saul does some evil things that I may talk about in a YouTube video later today that when I'm recording this. So when you get it, you will have already seen it if you're following, but I may talk about that. But right now in today's Bible study that I just want to get to, we're in chapter 23. And in chapter 23, David has now kind of moved on a little bit from the cave. Not, it's, I mean, we're just short time after that though. And it says this, then they told David saying, behold, the Philistines. Now remember the Philistines in chapter 21 was who he was about to join with Achish. But he said that someone told him that the Philistines fight against Kilah, Kilah, and they rob the threshing floors, the places where their food were, where they worked. And so the Philistines were coming into to the to Judah, to Israel, and they were beginning to rob David's people. 
And so I love verse two. I highlighted it, got my highlighter out today. I went searching for my Bible highlighter, found it, started highlighting some things in the passage. I want to get back to just highlighting up my Bible, not just my iPad, but verse two, he says this, therefore, so he just heard this news. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go and smite these Philistines? And the Lord said unto David, go and smite the Philistines and save Keilah. I love that because when David went to the Philistines for help, he did not inquire of God. It was a bad time in his life. He was not living by faith. He was driven by fear. But one of the one of the keys to, to know that you're living by faith is when you have decisions that you need to make that are big decisions, you inquire of God. God, what should I do? And God told him to go. Now, I know the feedback I'm going to get. Well, God doesn't tell us in an audible voice, and he doesn't use, which we could get to a little bit later, the Urim and Thurim. You know what that was? It was something that the priest wore. And some believe they had, like, rocks in there. And, 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 and to over oversimplify it, one said yes, one said no, or something like that, and the priest would reach in. It was understood that that was God's will, just something they did in the Old Testament. And maybe you said, well, if I could reach in and grab a rock that said yes, I would know I should marry this person. I shouldn't, I would know that I should, well, okay. We have something called the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us that gives peace or uncertainty. We have prayer. And that's what David did. He inquired of God. And I think we need to get back to inquiring of God. Talk to God. God, what should I do in this situation? But David didn't just do it here because David's like, all right, I got my answer. Let's go. And, and But verse three says, and David's men said to him, behold, we be afraid here in Judah. So these guys are like, hold on a second. We're scared to death, David. You were just scared in a cave. Now all of a sudden you're bold and we're scared. And they said, we're scared here in Judah. How much more, how much more afraid are we going to be than if we come to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? So verse four, David inquired of the Lord yet again. So David's like, all right, I was ready to go, but now my guys aren't ready to go. And if I'm going by myself, Maybe I need to go back and talk to God. So he talks to God again. And the Lord said unto him, why are you back here asking me again? Is that what it says? No. And the Lord answered him, arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into thy hand. He never mentioned, David, I already told you this. Never. He's patient with David. He's patient with David's men. He understands as a leader, he's got big decisions to make. He understands the difficulty of this and so he simply answers him again, go ahead, go down to the Philistines, I'll deliver them. So David and his men went to Keilah. Hey, it just, it just moves on real fast, but can I stop and say, well done to his men. At first they were questioned, they questioned it. They asked David, are you sure? David prays about it, comes back and says, yeah, this is what God wants. And they go, I, I got to give them credit for that. David, his men went to Keilah and fought with the Philistines and, and, and brought away, they won and brought away their cattle and smote them with a great slaughter. So David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. So keep that in mind, that phrase right there, David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. That's foreshadowing of what's going to frustrate me here in a minute. All right. Verse six, and it came to pass when Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech. Now I skipped a little bit of chapter 22. Maybe if you've already listened to me, if I ended up doing this, I put it on a YouTube thing. It's weird talking like in the past, but I'm really in the present and I haven't done it yet. Really weird on podcasting. But anyways, 
So it, came, it says it came to pass when Abiathar, that's the son of Ahimelech. Now, if we go back a chapter, in chapter 22, Ahimelech was the priest that in chapter 21 gave David the sword of Goliath. But in chapter 22, Saul comes to him insecure and angry and kills him. Well, I should, I'm not even going to give Saul the credit. Saul ordered him to be killed. None of the servants would do it because they knew it was wrong. But Doag did it. And uh, David actually wrote a psalm about that. I don't know if I've already said that or not because I've recorded this thing twice. But either way, now verse 7. Now get this. And it was told Saul that David was come to Kilah. Kilah. This is one of the things that makes me upset. Listen to this. It was told Saul that David was come to Kilah. So Saul's sitting there thinking, where's David? Someone comes to him and says, David is down here in Keilah. He's been fighting with the Philistines. And listen to what Saul says. Just, I know you're in your car. I know you're exercising. I know you're doing whatever. But listen to what Saul said. And Saul said, God hath delivered him, David, into my hand. Now, I underlined that in my Bible. I put a little note that says, really, with a question mark. Because Saul has done everything opposite of what God would want him to do, yet he's still claiming that he's doing things in the name of God. He still believes that God is guiding him. Like Saul, this is David. This is God's chosen man. You have done him 100% wrong, but you really think that God has delivered David into your hand? He goes on, he says, for he is shut in by entering into the town that hath gates and bars. He said, he's stuck in that city. And he was. So Saul said, God hath given him to me. God is so far from Saul at this point. And, we, and I, would, I can get frustrated with him and, and write in my Bible, really, because out of frustration. But you know what? There's a lot of people that do this today. We talked in our Sunday school class, which is posted on the podcast, about saying that we walk in the light but really, we're walking in darkness. And, and we said, there is no fellowship with God. If you're living in sin, unconfessed sin, open sin, unconfessed sin, and you will not deal with it, you are not in fellowship with God. And Saul was not in fellowship with God at all. He's actually going against the will of God. But he's trying to say, that I'm in the really the will of God and that God is providing for me. God, hold on a second, Saul. But there are people that will do that. They'll get on Facebook, get on social media, talking about how good God is to them. But the very next post or the very post previous to that is just all kinds of sin and sin and sin and sin. And you just scratch your head and look at that and think, I, I just, I, what I love about David is this. David was wrong and he confessed it and got it right. And then he inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him immediately. Saul has no idea what's going on right now. And so that's a frustrating thing, first of all. But verse 8, And Saul called all the people together to war, to go down to Keilah, to besiege David and his men. And David knew that Saul secretly practiced mischief against him. And he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring hither the ephah. That's what the priest would wear. Now watch this, a third time. Then said David, O Lord God of Israel, thy servant has certainly heard that Saul seeketh to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. Now, he's talking to God. 
He's going to ask God again. Not for the same thing. He's already went and won. He's already, remember, he saved the inhabitants of Keilah. But now he's going to ask God because he knows Saul is coming. He's saying, God, what do I do about this situation? And he asked a question that I wouldn't think to ask. It's, it's sad that he has to ask this. He says, will the men of Keilah deliver me up into his, Saul's, hand? Uh, David, why would you even have to ask that? I mean, you just fought and protected Keilah. There's no way they're going to betray you. There's absolutely no way they would betray you to Saul. I mean, you just protected their families, their their cattle, their livestock, their everything. Why would why would they actually got answers? Because he continues, Will Saul come down as the servant hath heard, O Lord God of Israel? I beseech thee, tell thy servant. And the Lord said, He will come down. Okay, well, Saul's going to come down. I expected that. But what about these people? He says, verse 12, Then said David, Will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will. They will deliver thee up. I underline that in my Bible. And I put this, After David helped them! Exclamation <laughs> point. But this is the mindset of the people of Keilah. Hey, what's best for me? I'm going to die to Saul. So just like Abath the priest did Ahimelech in the last chapter, hey, I'm going to give up David no matter what he did for me. No loyalty, no respect, no asking of God. It's just give this man up. But David was wise, wise enough to ask God what to do. And God told him, they're going to deliver you up, go. And David didn't stay, as far as I could tell, he didn't stay around and rebuke the people and say, hey, I just helped you and now you're going to hurt me and get in a fight with them and post it on Facebook. He didn't do any of that. He just left. He asked God, he got his answer, and he left. And in verse 13, it says, Then David said, and his men, which were about 600, so he's gained a couple hundred, arose and departed out of Keilah and went whithersoever they could go, and it was told Saul that David was escaped from Keilah. Oh, Saul, you thought you had him. Saul, you said God had delivered him into your hand, and he's already escaped. Escaped from Keilah, and forbeared to go forth. And David abode in the wilderness in the strongholds, and remained in the mountain in the wilderness of Ziph, and sought him every day. Now we get this next two words. And Saul sought him every day, next two words, but God delivered him not into his hand. You see, David had the protection of God on his life. And Saul was doing everything he had. He had the power, he had the numbers, he had the fear of the land. Obviously, if Keilah and others are just doing whatever he says, but God delivered David. You see, you may be outnumbered. You may not have the position. You may not have the fame. But if you have God, that's all that you need. Saul could do nothing to David because God was protecting him. And I just love that. And so I'm going to probably start wrapping this up. I just was reading this this morning and the podcast is a Bible study. It's an overflow of what I'm studying. And I just love that David inquired of the Lord. And my question for you as we wrap up this podcast and just let's just make it practical for a second. What are some areas in your life that you need to inquire of God about? What do you need to talk to God? What do you what do you need to ask him? What's going on with your kids that you need to ask God? What's going on with your spouse that you need to ask God? 
What's going on with your work situation that you need to ask God? Maybe you've been thinking, I'll just figure this out. I'm trying this. I'm trying this. And you find yourself striking out. You find yourself struggling. Maybe you need to stop and talk to God and get some peace. And then if you're living and walking in the darkness and sin, Please don't post on Facebook how good God's been to you. <laughs> That's just a personal thing. And after reading this like Saul did, no, I, that was a joke. But the serious thing is this. It's a dangerous place when we are so blind to the move of God in our life that when we're living in open sin, we still try to claim that God is doing things for us. It's it's sad. It really is. I've been joking about it today and acted frustrated. And I am frustrated by it when I read this text, but it's really sad. We need to get to the place like David where we get broken over our sin. I talked about that last week on the podcast and get right with God so that we can hear the voice of God. And then remember this, that no matter what, God is greater than any enemy you face. And just like God is delivering David out of Saul's hand, God will also deliver you. So I hope that that podcast was a help to you. I just was having some fun on here. And this podcast is not professional by any means in its, in its recording or even in how I try to script it. I really just say, here's my heart as I'm studying the text and let's just pour it out to you and study the Bible together and come away saying, wow, I just love the Bible. Someone today after this week, after, um, after my Sunday school class, and I won't say everything they said, but one of the things they said was it just the Bible, it just seems so clear and so simple after that class. That is the greatest compliment you can give a teacher. I just want the Bible to be to be clear, to be simple, to be understood, and if possible, fun and enjoyable. And I hope that's was what it was for you today. So we're still in David. I may be in David again next week. I just love his study, and there's so many practical truths for us today. So stick around for the ramblings. Have a great week. We'll see you back on Sunday for the posting of our next First John study. Been loving that. I think it's going to be a help to you. It's definitely been a help to me. So have a great week. Hey, thanks for sticking around for my ramblings. I hope that that lesson was a help to you. Just a couple things. You can help us out if you could go to Apple Podcasts, if that's what you're listening to right now. Go and hit hit some stars on there. Preferably five stars, but you can hit four if you want, or three, or one. Why are you even listening? All right, but go go do that. If you want to go next level, then you can then you can uh, write a review. I think my mom is the last one that wrote one on there, but there's been a few people that's written some on there. You can do that. Of course, find us on all the platforms. Find us on Facebook. There's the general Facebook one, but then there's the private group one. That's what I'm going to go live on here in just a few minutes when I'm recording this. And you can get those live studies that I'll be doing maybe every other Wednesday or so during the summer. And I want you to be there for those live studies. Go to YouTube. I'm going to start posting some stuff on there and subscribe to that. Go to the newsletter. That's my. That's the fun thing other than this podcast that I just love doing but I love writing and trying to think through stuff and put it on there just for fun I'm learning and you guys are my guinea pigs so hope you're hope you're having just a wonderful time it's absolutely beautiful day I've already been outside walking with the dog sweating did I tell you last week I think I did 
that I'm a I've got grand kittens. I told you that last week, so I'm still celebrating that. The cats already moved those kittens. And I heard they do that in two weeks, and so I was trying to find them. I was stressing as a grandpa now. I mean, I was just stressing. But I found, I think I've loosely found where they are. I'm trying to leave them alone so I don't spook her. But I don't know why I'm talking about that. It's my ramblings. But either way, I hope that you do well. If you have didn't get a chance to watch the sermon that I preached on Sunday, I would encourage you to go to our page and find that and listen to it. And, and just think about David in that cave. It just gripped my heart. And maybe it won't come through YouTube. Maybe it didn't come through in my message. But it gripped my heart and maybe to be a help to you. So I better get off here. I'm just rambling. It's what this end time is. But I I really do appreciate you guys listening. I really do. And I'm thankful for the feedback. And I'm thankful that we can just study the Bible together. And let's keep it up. We've been going for two and a half years. Let's just keep going and keep studying the Bible. We're almost at 12,000 downloads. And um, you're a part of that. So thank you. Have a great week.